Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. We use that phrase, pass away, to mean die. It's kind of a euphemism we use. When someone we love dies, we say, well, they passed away. Jesus says that everything will pass away. Heaven and earth. Everything except his word. We come in these last weeks of the liturgical year to kind of a climax or a conclusion. Next week we celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, which is the last last Sunday in ordinary time before the beginning of a new liturgical year of Advent. And even Advent itself is a sort of celebration of the end as we await not just the coming of Jesus at Christmas, but also his second coming, his coming in glory that is foreshadowed and directly prophesied today, both in the first reading of Daniel and in the Gospel. It's a time of contemplation of the last things, the end of it all, when it's all going to pass away. And it's appropriate, isn't it, that we're in this season now when summer is now a distant memory, fall is even passing away, and we're going into this long death of winter. It feels like I just got here yesterday. It was July, and it was hot, and days were long, and nothing but bright future, right? And then all of a sudden now we're back. It's snowing again. And I mean, it's great. People love Christmas, and I do too, and the snow is beautiful. But it also, you see that the things that were once vibrant and lush are now dying and lying dormant. And Jesus is saying, read the signs of the times, that this is what happens. That the sun will be darkened, he says, and the stars will fall out of the sky, and the moon will fail to give its light. Take a lesson from those trees. Look at them. That things pass away, but that we know just as they pass away that in a few months they're going to come back to life and that new uh, buds will blossom and there will be beauty again. But you have to pass through this long death of winter in order to get to the new life of spring. It's Catholic doctrine that the world will end, that one day all of the heavens and the earth will pass away and that Jesus will come in glory to judge the living and the dead. The resurrection of all the dead will happen and one by one will be judged in this final judgment. The just going to live with the Father in heaven and the unjust to eternal condemnation. And Jesus is referring to that. He's saying, look, I don't want you to catch the, this to catch you off guard. That one day, all that you treasure here on earth will pass away. And the one thing that will endure is my word, my promise, that I will raise you on the last day. Just yesterday, I was up at uh, a church in Mundelein for a funeral. My good friend, a priest, uh, younger than me, a couple years behind me in seminary, lost his mother this week. And um, it was extremely sad and unexpected and a sorrowful occasion. But I was so impressed with my friend, Father Matt, who gave the homily at his own mother's funeral. And he said at the very beginning that he knew that one day this day would come, that as he was a priest now, that eventually he would have to celebrate his own mother's funeral. But that he had no idea that it would be so soon. He proceeded then to, to lay out his hope the hope his mother had in this life as a faithful disciple of Jesus, and the hope that he and his family share that although she has passed away, that life has not ended. It's changed. But nevertheless, that feeling kind of haunts me. I don't know about you. It's something that, to me, was particularly poignant because I know, too, that I'm going to have to bury my parents one day. 
I've already had to celebrate my grandfather's funeral. But these people that we love, these things that we love, this life that we love, how do we let, not let the knowledge that it's passing away paralyze us or depress us or make us anxious? The answer is the promise, the hope. In Daniel, he says about these end times that the wise shall shine brightly like the splendor of the firmament and those who lead many to justice shall be like the stars forever. Jesus says they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory and then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds from the end of the earth to the end of the sky. These images of angels and stars and the Son of Man coming on clouds, it's sort of meant to stretch our imagination that it's kind of almost too good to be true that these angels are going to be sent out from the Son of Man flying on clouds into the four winds and raise up all the dead out of their graves, calling to the elect to bring them to their home in heaven. What he's saying is that it's true. It will happen. And you're seeing it right now that these things pass away. Don't put your hope in things that rot and decay and die. Put your hope in me, he says. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Forgive me if you've heard this story before. I love this story. It's kind of a little bit of chicken soup for the soul, but um, it's one of my favorite stories. There was this uh, family who was very uh, in crisis because the daughter, this little girl, had uh, blood cancer, leukemia. And uh, she, had a little, she had an older brother who was about eight years old. The little girl was five or six. And... Um, she needed a blood transfusion, but it needed to be a match. And they tested the family, and the little eight-year-old boy was a match, and he could be a donor. And so they asked the little boy, who kind of sort of understood what was happening with his little sister, they said, you know, um, your little sister needs your blood. Uh, if she doesn't get blood from someone who's a match, then she's going to die. Will you do it? And they didn't want to pressure the little boy, and he said, I have to think about it. And so they went home. Parents didn't really say anything. They didn't want to make him feel pressured. So he went to bed. The next morning, he's eating his breakfast, and he says, I want to do it. So they go to the hospital. They say, great, okay. And they set him up, and they put in the IV, and they start the transfusion. And um, the little boy's here, the little girl's there. And the nurse is kind of checking on the two of them, and she goes up to the little boy and says, how are you feeling? He says, I feel fine. When do I start to die? which is just so mind-blowing. Every time I think about that story, and I've prayed about it often, that he thought he was going to die. He didn't understand that you have some blood to spare, and that he's healthy and he can handle it. It's his sister who's sick and dying. But he thought, well, she's dying because she needs blood. I have blood. I'm alive. I'll die and give her mine. It was as simple as that. It was an equation in his mind. It only took him a few hours to decide, I'll do it. It was great news. He found out that they both got to live. I believe the sister got better and that that transfusion was crucial in her getting better. But nevertheless, what, what I think is so beautiful about that story is that uh, it shows sort of the recklessness of youth. A lot of times I feel like the longer we're here, the more comfortable we get, the less willing we are to give it all up. And what endures is the Word of God. And what is that Word? What does He say to us? You're made for more. 
It's as simple as that. You're made for more than this, more than this world, more than this life. I want to give you something better. And that little boy, what he was able to do in his youth and even in his innocence and and naivete is to say, I'll give it all up for something a thousand times more beautiful. This love that I have for my sister or this love that I have for my family or we can say this love that we have for God, the one who promises us that life. Don't get too comfortable here. (laughs) That's not what I'm saying. What the church is saying, why we celebrate this every year, why we meditate on these last things. is not to depress us, not to make us feel like, oh, it's all going to go away someday, but to say, you're made for more than this. Remember that and contemplate that so that when the time does come that you can shed this mortal coil and run towards your Savior who's promised something a thousand times more beautiful.